Wake up, kiddo. You ain't never gonna have an act. Says who? Face it, Maxie. You're a two-bit talent with skinny legs. I'm just a furniture salesman. Yeah, but you got connections, you know? That guy down at the club. There's no guy. Yep, that night. It was the first time I set foot in that joint. I was collecting on a bet from the trombone player. So you never told anyone about me? Sugar, you were hot stuff. I would have said anything to get a piece of that. And then? Now? We had some laughs. Let's just leave it at that. You can't do this to me. You can't? You touch me again, I'll put your lights out. Wait. Your husband will be home soon. Why don't you wash yourself before you go hitting those sheets again? You're a liar, Fred. Yeah, so what? You lied to me. You Uh, lied to me. That's life, sweetheart. That's life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're getting the party started. Yes, indeed. I mean, this movie is a freaking party. Yeah. There's uh, there's a lot going on. This movie's great. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. But everybody out there listening, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Pickens Behringer, welcome back to the show. Pickens. Thank you for welcome having back. me back. We oh have you. We last had you on for one of our October episodes with Jackson, and now we have you all the ourselves oh yes indeed Just yes you. you do have me completely and actually if we're really talking i think this is actually the real movie that made me <laughs> this is this is patient zero <laughs> yeah it all it wow. all comes back to this movie wow it's definitely one of them yeah, for yeah. sure because i was 11 when this movie came out uh-huh. this movie sexy y'all oh my goodness yes absolutely this i mean it's it is wall-to-wall song and dance, glitz and glamour and sequins and flash bulbs. It's our, and, uh, our modern-day um, cabaret. Like, it's oh, our generation's sure. cabaret. Absolutely. You know, the funny thing about that is we have both of them uh, purchased digitally on our, you know, Apple TV. And in the little library, it's got all the posters next to each other. And was it the musical section that you were looking yep. in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you set it to, like, genres and you put it to musicals. And the two posters are just side by side. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like, interchangeable. They're just like, yeah, they're right there next to each Not interchangeable, but, you know, visually, like, it's just they belong in the same family. You watch them one night after the other. Well, it, there are both, like, they came from Bob Fosse. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see the Netflix series? Or not the Netflix, the, um, the uh, FX series. FX, uh, sorry. Fosse and Verdon. Fosse Verdon. We didn't actually watch Fosse Verdon. No, not yet. Yeah, we haven't gone around to it. There's too much TV. Too much. <laughs> there is. There's way too much. Um, Before we get too I into will it. Oh, oh. Watch it. Um, basically, Chicago was a semi-divorce present for uh, Gwen Verdon. Because ah. she was like really passionate about this. Because it's actually a true story. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Which is wild. We'll talk about the origins of, you know, Roxy and Velma, all of that good stuff. Scott, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Get some paper. Before we get too way. into it, let's get the paper out of work. At- Let's before we get too into it. Let's of course get the paperwork out of the way. Yeah. You could you probably guessed it. We watched Chicago, directed by Rob Marshall, released December twenty seventh, two thousand two. Uh, the first movie to win Best Picture since Oliver in nineteen sixty eight. It went on to win a bunch of Academy Awards. Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress with Catherine Zeta-Jones being Mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it is based on the 1975 stage musical of the same name, which is in turn originated in the 1927 film called Chicago and the 1942 movie called Roxy Hart. Right. I think Roxy Mm -hmm. Hart came in 1942. Yeah. I might be wrong. But, yes. Chicago. I mean – And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned doing this movie because – a few months ago when we were just trying to find a movie for both Pete and I to do because mm-hmm. we didn't have a guest planned and it was around Oscar time and I was thinking like what big Oscar-y movies could we do yeah. and we were very close to doing this movie before we settled without on a guest. Return of the King without yeah. a guest. So your timing was perfect. <laughs> I am so glad because yeah, mm-hmm. this this movie just had such an impact on my life. Yeah. Like, Do you remember Uh, first watching this movie? Yes. So my mom took me to see it in theaters um, because I was really, I was really getting to musicals. Mm -hmm. Um, She'd shown me Sound of Music when I was like probably nine. And then like Mm -hmm. I discovered My Third Lady, Oklahoma. I was just going through all the Rodgers and Hammersteins. And then my mom was like, well, there's this movie Chicago. And I think she'd seen it like when it was originally premiering in the Mm seventies. So she like had like semi vague ideas about it. And she was like, Oh, let's go see it. I was like, yes. And I saw it. I was like, Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) This movie is everything because it was also like, I think the first time I'd seen a sex scene and responded to it, like that Mm. opening credit sequence. And it was just, because I was 11, so I was, like, starting puberty, yeah. and, like, I was, like, ooh, there's, like, I'm seeing these legs, I'm seeing, like, all these flashes, and, like, mm-hmm. ooh, it's, like, kind of bad, but, like, I kind of <laughs> like it, you know? Yeah. It, it felt more inappropriate than what it was, and I just fell in love with it. And I watched the whole thing, got obsessed with it, and then I did see the Broadway performance of it. Mm. Um not on Broadway, but like a touring version. Sure. Have you guys have you guys seen the show? I've no. not seen the show. Actually, fortunately, we have not. Neither of us have seen it. Okay, so I can't vouch for the '70s version, but mm-hmm. it got revived in 1996. Right. And Anne Rankin was the was like was she Roxy or Velma? Oh, uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Who? I think Anne Rankin from All That Jazz was. Yes, yes, like, so she was Velma. The, Okay. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was in the revival, and I think uh, that Joel Gray, I think, was um, Mr. Cellophane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very minimalist play, as in, like, there it's a lot of pantomime, and wow. there's not a lot of production, and that's I think why it's like one of the longest running revivals ever was this '96 version. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the few times I think that the Film adaptation is better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. 
Like I was disappointed as a teenager watching it because I'd seen the movie and I was like, oh my god, and then (laughs) seeing the very pulled back, more artsy version. Right. I mean, that's what's really fun about Rob Marshall's directing is that he really sets it in the real world. Like he really breaks it out of the stage. I think that's really the real cool world, but also he does the genius thing where all of the musical numbers right. take place yeah. in Roxy's mm-hmm. head. Right. And they right. and they're cut they, like with each other too. Yeah. yeah. And it's all the same style. It's yeah. all a cabaret like yeah. performance. Yeah. You're on a you're watching a cabaret show, but also experiencing what's real life, yeah. and now you're like, Oh, this woman does not live in a realistic world. She lives in this fantasy world. Right. And I think it's that thing of maybe because the stage production is so spare and kind of like, um, you know, up to your own interpretation, right? that it leaves the filmmakers to it. It forced the filmmakers to make it as exciting and kind of innovative as it was. And I think exactly. And also, I will say this. I don't want to because it was produced by Miramax Mm -hmm. and like obviously by the Weinstein brothers. Mm -hmm. I don't want to credit them too much, but I will say, I do think because it was a smaller studio, I think that Rob Marshall really got to experiment with like the filmmaking styles because like, in my opinion for Rob Marshall, this is like his own, this was his magnum opus. Cause like, (laughs) for example, he also directed into the woods, which is my favorite musical ever. And I think because of Disney, there was a lot of restrictions sure. yeah. he had to go through. Yeah. I think that prior to this, Rob Marshall, of course, came from the theater. But his big mm-hmm. sort of calling card that got him this was the wonderful world of Disney Annie with Kathy Bates. Ah, I think that's which sort was also of, really yeah. good. Okay. And I know that oh. one uh, theater gays really like because it draws the most from the actual musical. The show, right? Yeah. Yes. And it was just – it was so – God, I remember watching that like live, and it was just so good. Wow. Okay. okay. Pete, when was the first time you saw you saw Chicago? Um, I I missed it in the theater. Um, what? Yeah, I missed it. In the, Shocking. I, well, that was like I was in my early twenties. That was my like prime going out time, and my friends were not about going to like a jazz sure. hot musical with like my gay self. So I was like, all right, whatever. Miss it in the theater. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is one of the DVDs that I bought sight unseen like i'm just gonna buy this i know i'm gonna like it i just saw we still have it in the closet yeah i and... have vh i had it on vhs ah yes yes those are the days that you had to choose which one so right. uh, i bought the dvd just kind of banking that i was gonna like it um watched it loved it watched it a million times watched it with you know commentary watched all the behind the scenes obsessed with you know and I was really kind of up until this point, not really kind of featuring Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't know. Maybe I just had something bug up my ass. You weren't a big Entrapment fan. I ju- you know, I thought I Entrapment well, Entrapment was cool, but en- to me, yeah. I was the just like remake. Oh, like yes. she was everywhere. Iconic Zorro, iconic oh, lesbian. Yeah. Masks Doro, great movie. <laughs> but to me, I just was like, sure, eh, she's a little corny. She does these movies that are just kind of like not great. Is whatever. she a little too team look? A little team yeah. look, yes. And then, and then the opening number of Chicago. So happens. then I see the opening 
like 10 minutes of this movie and I've just like dropped dead. I'm gay. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. I was just like dead on the floor. My like soul like hovering above my body. Like watch this again. And it was one of those things where I was just obsessed with finding out everything that I didn't know about her that I should have known. She came from the West End when and, she was yeah, uh, just, just starting out as an actress. She started as a theater actress. Yeah. And, and it just shattered movies. everything, all my preconceived notions of her just being like, oh, she's beautiful. She married old grandpa. You she's know. beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She looks like Linda Evangelista. <laughs> yeah. She's a model. Yes. You know, she, you know, she marries grandpa. She's in these weird movies that I'm kind of like whatever about. But then I'm just like, wow, okay, she can sing. She can, she can, she's the triple threat. And you know, just did shut my mouth know, forever. About did her. she? Did you know that she was originally hired to do Roxy Hart's role? And she basically wow. was like, "No, I want to sing all that jazz. Yeah. Give me Velma." Yeah, she's a brunette, and she's she a has brunette. to be she's Velma. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I've, cannot imagine her doing any other role. So oh yeah, like, I've so perfect. So I first saw this movie. Yeah. Of course, I was following this movie that I remember it on the cover of Entertainment Weekly uh-huh. for the fall issue uh-huh. in reading about that, uh-huh. um, reading about it in Premiere Magazine. And then, of course, like I could not wait for this movie to get to my small town. Right. And when it finally went, I went with my best friend Jamie, Pack Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just loved it. Like I felt really invested in it winning Best Picture. I always get a little like pissed off whenever I see listicles of worst Best Best Picture winners, and this is on it, then I'm like, oh, this is clearly written by a straight man. Because <laughs> it's a clearly. solid movie. Oh, I remember. That was the first Oscars I ever got invested in. Sure. Like, I actually watched. And, like, I remember during every commercial break, I would go and rewatch the trailer. That's how I... It, it's so ingrained in my head. Yeah. Because I was like, this has to win. There's no other best movie this year that could win. And when it won, I was so happy. Best yeah. actress, I'm sure, was very, very close between mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman and Renee Zellweger. Like, right. I'm sure that Nicole yeah. won by a very narrow margin. Right. Did Renee win the Globe? She did not win the Globe. <gasps> oh, no, no, she did win the Globe. It's and also, um, both Catherine and Renee put in lead. For the Globe. For the Globe. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah. Uh, Scandal. Richard was also put in lead. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a lead Gay icon. performance. Gay icon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Gere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> perfect. And also, okay, so I always, like, when I watch a musical, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, like, visualize, like, what song would I want to sing? For a male lead in a musical, he actually has really good songs. Yeah. He has, like, two bangers. Yeah. Of yeah, course, like all of the leads, Velma Kelly, Roxy Hart, and uh, Billy Flynn, mm-hmm. all have amazing songs for all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, I was kind of, I remember at the time thinking, oh, he, oh, he can sing. See, I didn't know a lot about musicals or people's history, so I was very much like, oh, Catherine Zeta Jones is going to sing. And, well, we'll see about that. And, and the same yeah. thing with Richard Gere. And it was just Richard like, Gere had a past on the stage that I don't think a lot of moviegoers knew about. Too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The only one that I knew anything about, I'm just sitting there going, well, everybody knows Renee can sing. Didn't you see the end of Empire Records? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sugar High, right? Her iconic rendition of Sugar High. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. <laughs> a, a role that I think that Rob Marshall wanted Tony Collette. And he got yes. a veto from Miramax the, on that. Uh, yep. If there is an afterlife, 
and you can have whatever you want. That's <laughs> one of the few things on my list. I want to see yeah. the Tony Collette version of Chicago. Right. So um, speaking of actresses who have played Roxy Hart, I have a little quiz for both of you. Ooh, so, I oh. mean, we Roxy a, Hart is just one of those stunt cast roles that there has been a lot of different types of women that have played this role on stage. I think that's what's kind of fun about it is that all of – these actresses, personalities that have stepped into this role, and I wanted to do a little quiz for you guys. Yes. I just okay. like threw this together right before we hopped on the call. Okay, um, Pamela yeah. Anderson Lee, I guess Pamela, yeah, is currently doing it on Broadway right now. I think it may have just ended, okay. but um, she of course was on Baywatch. Yes. He, do you remember what her character name was on Baywatch? Pamela Anderson's character on Baywatch, uh, yes. Her character's name was, is it a male name? Like it's a, a male like name. A, like a boy's like letters. name. Yeah. Oh, CJ. Uh, CJ. CJ Parker. CJ Parker, For yes. both of you guys, you All know right. how many seasons you Baywatch went You would have gotten that, yeah. <laughs> Baywatch was on uh, in syndication, and I'm going to say Baywatch was on the air for nine seasons. 11 season, 1989. Yeah, it was long. It was the year 2000. And then they had a spinoff, didn't they? Baywatch Nights. Um, Baywatch Nights. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, Thought uh, Ashley Simpson, I guess, had a pretty successful run doing Roxy Hart. When she was hosting SNL, like, 15 years ago, and the whole lip sync debacle, who was hosting that night? Oh, and he and he oh, came out and like and he came out and like sort of <laughs> tried to break and tried to break the tension. Zach Braff? No. Was ah. it uh, was it Jude Law? It was Jude Law. Ah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that was right. 2004, so Jude Law was in like okay. five movies, Everything, so yeah. he hosted SNL. Okay, Brooke oh, Shields. Yeah. The Holiday was one of them. For sure. yeah. Brooke Shields, um, I think, had a pretty successful run as Roxy Hart, Hart. and they uh. brought her back for a revival too. Um, how old was she when she hosted the Muppet Show? In the in the seventies, she's the youngest host. I love it. Okay, that, wait, you said it was the seventies? Yeah, seventies. Yep. Okay, wait. I'm gonna say Muppet Show was probably on the late seventies. I'm gonna say sixteen, fourteen. Oh, yep, we're both wrong. <laughs> um, Rumor Willis has played the role of Roxy. What? And this is more so a question for Pete because we both watch the Mass Singer. Do you watch the Mass Singer, Pickens? <laughs> It's a train wreck, but we love it. I've seen clips on... I saw where uh, Rudy Giuliani was on it. Uh, The worst. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rumor Willis, Roxy Hart. Who was she? Give it to me. On The Masked Singer, Pete. What was her? The, what was her mask? On the mask singer, her she was like a, she was she was like a sun. She was like the sun, like the sun goddess. No, no, that was um. How do I live? Oh, she was a lion. Yeah, she was she a lion? lion. She was a golden you're, lion. You're confusing it with Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was good on the mask singer too. I thought she had a pretty decent voice. She did. She had a, she had a good voice. So so she she could have she would have been good as Roxy Hart. Right. Um, give Paige me another Roxy Davis. Do you know who? Do you remember who Paige Davis was? From HGTV. Yep. <laughs> Host of of Trading Spaces. I used to yes. love watching Trading Spaces with my mom and my sister. And Paige Davis was Roxy Hart on Broadway. Yeah. And what I mean, Paige hell? Davis had a big moment in the early 2000s where she okay. just sort of became this household name from Our, that show. Our, yeah, she did. She did. Um, she has come from the stage and she did a touring well, production of The Beauty and the Beast. Who was she? <laughs> Mrs. Potts. No. She's not that old. <laughs> was she uh, the feather duster? She was the feather duster <gasps> Babette. Yeah, Yay, I was right. <laughs> I just guessed that. Um, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, okay. 
was on was in this and okay. who Congrats, on season Steve. one of drag race did she get into it with <laughs> oh oh i think um, it was i think it was for the girl group i know yeah, it was, oh, it was i've for seen the season challenge. one damn it it was for it's the girl a, group challenge. i mean this one no one talks about i know who it was mm-hmm. it was a caution it was a caution <laughs> Secu- can i get security Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to start with Michelle Williams. How much time do I have? <laughs> Akasha, lead singer, got to be able to to do it all and fall back into the choreography. And since the choreography was so simple, you guys are making it seem like I was horrible with the choreography, and I know I brought it. Do I have security? <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, she got into it with Akasha. That was great. Okay. Okay. I've only seen season one once. Oh, season one's so good. It's, it's, it is so good. Rebecca Glasscock. Yes. She needs to come and, back uh, to do Nina drag. Flowers. Nina Flowers should have won. Oh, absolutely. She should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanie Justice. Griffith. Okay, uh, was Roxy Hart, and uh, who does John Waters? When John Waters says that he met her and he mm-hmm. asked her what her worst movie was because he wanted to see it, what did uh-huh. she say? Wait, who was the actress? Melanie, Melanie Griffith. Griffith. What movie did oh, she tell God. John Waters was her worst movie? <laughs> this is a funny And one. I remember he said, when he told the story, he said she replied without, like, missing a beat. Like, <laughs> didn't, like, take a moment to think about it. Melanie Griffith. Oh, my God. I don't know if we've actually sat down and watched this movie, but it's a, it's a notorious turkey. Um, you don't remember? No, I remember. Okay. It's Cherry 2000. It's Cherry 2000. <laughs> and we did watch it. We watched half of it, and we both kind of got bored and turned it off. <laughs> So, uh, Christy Brinkley played okay. Roxy, and who is Christy Brinkley married to in the 80s? A musician. Easy. I know. Brett Michaels. <laughs> no. Uh, she was married to Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> she married him in 85. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Erica Jane played this Erica from Jane. The Real Housewives. Two I mean, Real Housewives have played mm-hmm. this role. Yes. Uh, either of uh, Pickens, do you watch Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills? Again, no. I've seen clips. I've never sure. seen like a full episode. Okay, uh, Pete, do you think that you can quote the famous "Tom's house was broken into"? Uh, Tom's uh, house was broken into, <laughs> and uh, my son had to go and report the burglar, uh, and he had eye surgery, and then he flipped his car five times. <laughs> oh God! Oh, yes. Very good. Very good. Uh, Tom. Tom's house was broken into, broken and, into. and uh and he confronted the burglar and he confronted the burglar and then he had to go have eye surgery and then my son had to go over and help and then my son he rolled his car five times on the way home. So yeah, I'm a little stressed. <laughs> I, I like that I like that Kyle like her response was it was snowing in Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little stressed. Um all right, uh what strip club was did Erica work at that was the inspiration for the Sopranos club Bada Bing? <laughs> I think that oh. they go there a few seasons ago. On the Sopranos or mm-hmm. on Housewives? On Housewives. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know East Coast strip clubs. I, I have no idea. It's in Jersey. It's called okay. Satin Dolls. Satin it's the Dolls. inspiration right. for Bada Bing. All right. Strip club that a lot of mob people oh. go to. All right. Sounds good. Uh and of course Lisa Renna. And Lisa Renna would will quickly remind you when watching As Rose long as you don't talk about her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry Hamlin. <laughs> uh, do, uh, do not say his Harry Hamlin, do not say his name. <laughs> All right. Um Scott, when, what do you got? when did she join Melrose Place? What year? Oof. These are the seasons Oof. that I don't watch. No, they're bad seasons. They're bad seasons. Bad seasons in Melrose Place. Um, I'm going to say Lisa Renna joined Melrose Place in 98. 
96. <gasps> yeah. 96. Oh, well, she got so close. Oh, you're, a year off. you're a year off and you didn't go over. So Price is Right rules you won. You got the point. Ah. <laughs> Price is Right rules. So yeah, I mean, that's just sort of the cast of characters that have like played Roxy on would stage. You, would you say, Pickens, that they stunt cast Chicago? Oh, complete. <laughs> uh, I believe, if, correct me if I'm mistaken, I think Maury Povich was on Chicago oh, at one point for gosh. stunt casting. Wow. I mean, I don't know if Maury was, but Jerry as, Springer was as was Kitty. Was no, Billy no, Flynn. That's who it yeah. was. Oh, okay. Jerry Springer. Sorry. I knew it was one of the shock hosts. Yeah, yeah. It was Jerry Springer. The oh, Billy yeah. Flynn roles are really interesting of Usher, Kevin Richardson from uh from Backstreet Boys and Tay Diggs, of course, has have played well, this role. Well, I mean, yeah. Usher and Kevin Richardson yeah. are singers, so I'm okay with it. My favorite thing, though, is that um, Pamela Anderson is playing Roxy Hart right now. Mm-hmm. And when Gwen Verdon originated the role of Roxy Hart, one of the biggest critiques, at least if we're assuming that uh, Fosse Verdon, the show, was mm-hmm. accurate, mm-hmm. they criticized her for her age. Uh. They're like, she's <laughs> too old to play Roxy Hart. And now Pamela Anderson, who I believe is actually older than Gwen Verdon was when she originated the role is playing Roxy Hart. Yeah. You know, it's just like, "Mm, okay. Wow. What did she say on Drag Race? Like, I can't hold a tune. I loved it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I thought the singing was great, but then I can't hold a tune. Um, I think she said something about not being able to dance either. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose it's one of those so roles. Work, work payment. Like, if you just surround her by really good dancers and just sort of shuffle her around on stage, like, you can make it work. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. So, should we go back to kind of the beginnings of like this story of, you know, Roxy and Velma and how this kind of came yeah. from. Uh, an actual rip from the headlines. There were two women that story. killed their husbands and were on death on death row in Chicago row. in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. And so this became like a book. Then it became a stage production. Kind of became, became minor celebrities because of all of the press coverage of it. Mm-hmm. It was the OG true crime. Yeah, yeah. I kind of love that. That's are kind of becoming famous from like a crime. Yeah, of that it makes yeah. you a celebrity. Yeah, it was so funny. We were watching it last night and um, or the other day when we were rewatching it, and the scene where you know Billy Flynn is ignoring Roxy in favor of Kitty, and Roxy's just like fuck, like okay, this is it. Like he's he's moving on to the next one, and she falls down, and she's like, oh, the baby, oh, the baby, the baby. The baby. And also, can we acknowledge that Kitty Flynn was played by? Um... Oh my God! Why Lucy Liu by Lucy Liu. Yeah. Lucy Liu from Charlie's Angels yes. fame. Family's yes. like her family the owns all the pineapples in, in Hawaii. How, of course, I wasn't straight when I watched this movie. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what, what is her name? In uh, uh, Alex, Alex. Alex right? yep. Yeah, work, Alex. Yeah. Um, no, but at that moment, Scott goes, "Well, that well, that's what that fucking." bitch from Theranos did mm-hmm. she went and got herself yep. knocked up too and it's like the same thing and I was like dude you're right oh my god like it's this kind of crazy shit is still happening like with you know like celebrities falling from grace becoming like you know I mean for the past for their I mean for right. the past two weeks everybody has been talking about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial that it's just be, uh, it's just made this whole media circus it's the, it's the new thing yeah and it also goes back to, like, the original story. Like, 
that's what they would do. They would use pregnancy mm-hmm. or they would like the handkerchief and crying at the right time. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that was the story, it, and that because like, oh no, girl could ever do this, could commit murder because yeah. she's an innocent lady. Oh, and yeah, oh, love it, yeah. Scott. I think you yeah, mispronounced this- her name. It's actually pronounced Amber Turd. Yes, Amber Turd. So, yes, uh, everyone <laughs> yep. out there. Right. Um, no, Great th- isn't that shit so wild though? Like because this is set like in the 20s and you're just like what a different fucking world it must have been like when the cops come in at the beginning and they're like oh you know like he said something about like murder the funny honey they were all on his side they're like oh yeah you you were defending your home and then when they were like it's fred casely who also y'all He's so hot. Dominic oh, West. Dominic West Rocky from The Wire. Yeah. Yep. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll cheat on you with my husband. Get that little glimpse of his Perfect ass cat. when they're in like the sex scene. Get a little like little, little bit of ass in he's there. My, he's my yeah. brother. He's my brother. Um, you know, but that line that she says like, oh, just last week. Uh, like it, it's not murder if you're a jury thanked a man. Burglar, yep. A jury thanked a man. And it's like, do they do that <laughs> shit? Like that's fucking wild. Like, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right fucking 1920s but um yeah and you're right you know that all the stuff that billy flynn does with roxy about kind of like molding her into this like demure housewife and you're going to be knitting and you know and you're going to cry at this moment and and kind of making up her backstory when today it's like you can't just make up a backstory for yeah. your life yeah like, they'll you the have, exists. Yeah, they'll have you receipts and be like uh, this bitch was posting yeah. right here at this <laughs> yeah. time. Like, clearly yeah. she's... Yeah. I no. mean, wasn't it the whole thing? We would thing? know immediately. She was... Wasn't it the whole thing with Amber Heard and the makeup that she mentions of the brands that she would cover up the bruises didn't exist? Oh, yeah. Like, at the time that she was, like, mentioning uh, of, like, she actually right. dropped certain products that were not on the market yet. Uh, so, like, the devil's in the details yeah. you got me on gal. all of that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do we want to talk a little bit about the opening number with Velma? Because, I mean, yeah. like, okay, what, a, what a fucking okay. banger. This... I'm, I'm jumping in here yeah. because this is important. <laughs> I mean, this, this is number. It's like all that shit in like 2001 and the like the oh. black monolith and the monkey, all that. This, there should be like uh, college level courses about this number. It is so good <laughs> because A, it sets up so much tension. You see the bloody hands, oh. you see her covering up the crime scene. You are just like introduced to like the time period. Yeah. You were jamming with the music. Yeah. And all that jazz, because so the producers told Catherine Zeta Jones, "We want you to do Roxy," and she's like, "Who sings all that jazz? It's Velma. I want to do that role. <laughs> that is the fun. That's the most fun song in the show." Yeah. And so, fun fact: so I was in fifth grade when this movie came out. I was obsessed with Chicago. My my school was doing a talent show, Duke School for Children. <laughs> I'm I'm calling you out right here. <laughs> I wanted to sing all that jazz for the talent show. I signed up because they wanted to know what we were doing, and the teachers sat me down and said, "You can't do all that jazz." <laughs> I was like, "Why? <laughs> it's an inappropriate song." And I was like, "There's no cussing. I don't know what inappropriate is." 
turns out rouging your knees and the gin is cold yeah. is actually kind of inappropriate for like, you know, pre pubescent <laughs> children to see. Maybe just a little. I, just oh, a little bit. Oh, I love it. But what? But what? A, um, an amazing bit of like VHS tape history that would have been if you were able to go up and perform that song. I mean, come on. It was. <laughs> it's. It's just so great. She rises up. <sighs> the. The. The, the legs going everywhere, the yes. flashes, the sex scene happening at the that, same time. Uh, that so breath, good. That, I mean, is it that those Catherine vocals are very like Ethel Merman? Of how she oh, can spell out. I'm no one's wife, but uh, oh, so good. The way she, when she when she sees the cops walking in and she's uh, just like the, the boom, stare she boom, gives, like yeah, the, yeah, you know. Like and then hitting. the she makes the gun, yes, the gun impression, the, the, uh, the last. Yeah. Uh, so. Perfect. And, you know, okay. Renee, her, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about bodies, but let's talk about their bodies for a minute. Uh, (laughs) Renee's a man. She was a drag queen. (laughs) She was a little too thin for me in this movie. A little too thin. Agreed. I I think that's always been my biggest problem, but I think she does such a good raspy vocal. Yeah. Yeah, So cool. that musical sequence with Roxy Hart mm-hmm. with the mirrors, mm-hmm. the most ultimate, like, selfish musical number. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. But where I was going was I love that Catherine Zeta-Jones at this time I, – I, do can we do a little research? She was pregnant. To, yeah, I was going to say, can we find out, first well, of all, her age? She was pregnant when and she – second of all – I mean, she wasn't pregnant – during the production of the movie, she was pregnant when she won the Oscar. No, I think she was actually she a was couple pregnant of weeks pregnant. Yeah, like she knew. But Maybe they got it like towards the end of, per- yeah. of production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's, you know, a woman of a certain age, definitely probably late 30s, if not 40, mm-hmm. when she's doing this. Her, you know, not like super, you know, she's not large or by any you know, I know, no, but she doesn't have like this rail thin, like you know, body, and I just love that she just looks so amazing in these costumes and this like this little sleek nineteen twenties bob with the bangs. Her page Brooks, which was her decision or, uh, because Louise they cut. wanted her to yeah. keep her naturally long hair, mm-hmm. and she told the producers, um, "I want no, I don't want anyone to question my dancing." Yeah, it was me. And that's why she did the Bob. Okay, and you you cannot question that that is her in like yeah. all of this movie. The Bob feels more period accurate, and too. the Bob feels mm-hmm. more it period does, accurate. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, amazing. Um, and you know, Renee too. It's like you, you that scene that you're talking about, uh, the song Roxy Hart. It yeah. is all Renee that mm-hmm. entire scene, and it's just so impressive that. At that time, there were not a lot of like. I mean, even now, there's not a lot of actors, actresses, that can do these roles. Mm-mm. That can and, sing yeah. and dance and I, do all of it. I've read the list of all of the actresses considered for both roles, mm-hmm. and I was just like, every time I was like, no, yeah. no, yeah. this was one of the most perfectly cast movies yeah. ever. Well, yeah. I think that also Rob Marshall. For the role of Roxy and maybe a little bit of Billy Flynn, like I think he wanted movie stars in those roles. Sure, yeah. That, like these yeah. these performances will work because they're really good actors. We can teach them how to sing and dance. Okay, but yeah, he wanted movie stars. And I also think that's kind of part of the reason why stunt casting is so prevalent in the stage show. Yeah, 
I just think that it's it's one of those movies you need a spectacle to go yeah, see. Yeah. And when you see it, you're just like, yes. Yeah. I mean, also, Renee was just on a roll in the early 2000s. Oh I mean, her, how on fire was her yeah, career? I mean, time. Jerry Maguire at the end of the 90s, Nurse Cold Betty, Mountain, in, Nurse Betty yeah. in 2000, Bridget. Bridget, Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones's diary. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Okay. And then one the year after. Okay, so can we Mountain. can we agree that Moulin Rouge kind of like broke down the door for Probably like, got the movie Greenlit. We can yep. get a musical mm-hmm. back like with Oh yeah. With I think stars. it was Moulin Rouge yeah. and then Rob Marshall's direction. Mm-hmm. Where it was like because that's it's it's that going back to cabaret. You know, the 60s musical was dead. Everyone was sick of musicals. And then he made a musical for people who hated musicals. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, everything was diegetic. It was, like, kind of, like, risky. It was, like, risque and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I think Chicago kind of did the same thing. It kind of recreated the musical again, you know, instead of just random musical numbers happening. Yeah. It's all in the head mm-hmm. of our main character and it's what she is experiencing. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned them at the top of the show, but I mean, Harvey Weinstein was a big reason this movie got made. And I, and also it the is. height of just Miramax of the early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, this is 2002 Miramax had this movie, the hours gangs in New York. Like, they yeah. had, like, yeah. four of the hits. major Best Picture winners. It, and yeah. they just wanted to resurrect the big movie musical. Yeah, And he did. And it's just, it's real, it's just really well made. Yeah. The songs they cut from the show were the songs that should have been cut from the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just everything, every decision made is why I think it's actually better than the Broadway musical. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It's one of those musicals that as we're watching, and again, I bought this DVD when it came out, became obsessed with it, watched it several times in every, you know, again, with the commentary, all that stuff. We watched it last night, or was it last night? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was probably one of the first times I had actually sat down and completed it start to finish in quite a few years. And there's more song and dance than there is just dialogue. Yeah. It yeah, cuts, it and goes. That song is how the to show song. is too. Yeah, that is how the show is. But they do smart things, like for example, uh, Christine Baranski's role, Mary uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. In the show, the character is in drag, right. and it, it's played for like that awful, like outdated, sexist thing of like, oh, a man is dressing up as a woman. Mm-hmm. LOL, that's funny, right? But they actually decided to play it straight in the show, and thank God because we got Chris. Yeah. This movie is so gay because we have <laughs> sex, debauchery, and Christine Baranski. Christine Baranski, I yep. mean, yeah. <laughs> and Catherine Zeta Jones's leg. Like <laughs> this movie is like Dominique. one of the gayest movies ever made. Um, well, it's kind of interesting now with drag that you could probably do the Chicago musical now on film and just put a drag queen as Mary Sunshine. And just because exactly. drag is so yeah, mainstream, yeah. it probably wouldn't look all that out of place. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was seeing that um, uh, Davina DeCampo from season one of oh. UK uh-huh. played this on stage. Oh, okay. She, yep. did, Mary oh. she did Mary Sunshine on Word. stage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that makes sense because, again, it is drag and it's supposed to be like a soprano drag. 
Okay, yeah, 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 because the singing, yeah. All right. Also, that number of Reach for the Gun is really beautifully staged, too. Okay, can we talk about our favorite musical numbers in the movie? (laughs) Yeah, go. What what is your absolute favorite number from this movie? I'm the guest. I should go last. Pete, go first. Okay. Um... You know, I think it's the song where Velma is trying to convince Roxy she, to I work together. I simply cannot do it yeah. yeah, I mean, if, it, if, like, if like the opening <laughs> scene really cemented the Oscar win mm-hmm. for Catherine, I mean, it was a done I deal. I did that to the clip they played by then. for her yeah. Oscar yeah. win. Yeah, because it is just her working her ass off and like killing it. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go with one of the B tracks. I think Razzle Dazzle was my favorite moment of the movie. Okay, I think it's I think it's Richard Gere's best number. Yeah, and I think it's just a really beautifully staged scene because mm-hmm. you're getting all this information about the trial and you get this fucking banger song that goes with it. Yeah, and the point of view of a lawyer where it is just mm-hmm. so good, so good. Pickens, what's your favorite? Okay. So as much as I love to sing all that jazz, and I think all that jazz is one of the greatest musical numbers ever written, it's a it's a split tie between if you're good to mama, I mean, mama I was gonna say. good to you. So we need to talk cell about block tango. Queen. Cell, block cell Block Tango. Okay, tango. so we should discuss yeah. both. Queen Latifah and Cell and Cell Block Tango. Let's Can we just start discuss Queen Latifah. Let's start a Queen Latifah. Like, so I know that Queen Latifah's casting was a Harvey Weinstein idea. Okay. And you know what? He Again, to- going back to horrible man, but did he make good decisions sometimes? Yes, he sure. did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he brought Queen Latifah to Rob Marshall, and Rob Marshall just knew her as a rapper. Yeah. And it was just a very out-of-the-box casting. She's my favorite character in the movie. She's really good. So good. So good. And also, apparently, um, label kind of like a lesbian. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cute as a lesbian. Right, right, right. Yeah, coded, yeah. Coded, 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 coded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coded, coded lesbian character, absolutely. Both in the yeah. movie and in real life. <laughs> and in, in life. Um, but yeah, the she's she, an unexpected choice, but when you're watching it, you're just like, mm-hmm. great. Perfect. That Mama's Good to You number oh is so like I cannot imagine anyone yeah. else doing it. Yeah. We yeah. have a um we had a bartender friend of ours that at our local gay bar, he was he would per, he would sing this karaoke behind the bar. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. washing mm. glasses. <laughs> but um yeah, that's a great song. That's a fun song to sing karaoke because uh not to say that her voice is deep, but I mean like, you know, <laughs> kind of just sing along right with it. <laughs> I say it's one of the few musicals that doesn't have a skip. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every song yeah. on the soundtrack is so good. Yeah. And totally. how they stage that, that they bring up the theater more than once. That yeah. when it cuts between uh, Mama Morton taking Roxy around mm-hmm. the prison, and then it cuts to the musical fantasy sequence in Roxy's mind, and they're, they're back at the club. They're, black, they're yeah. back at the theater. Yeah. I think this movie was shot in Canada, and this is a Canadian theater. Okay. I think it's Ontario. Mm-hmm. I was looking up the theater. I was like, I wonder if they shot this at an old theater in L.A., and it is Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Makes sense. But yeah, yeah, but no, I agree. It's very, it just get it, it gives an element. So like, even if you don't like musicals necessarily, you can kind of like, oh, I'm in a theater. I'm watching a live performance. Yeah. This is in the perspective yeah. of this character. It's not really happening because like my dad and sister, for example, hate musicals. And their biggest complaint is that it's not real. No right. one's seen. Nobody it's just like, st- stops. Mm-hmm. To, of you course. Know, that's what makes musicals so yeah. great. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that's that's kind of one of the biggest complaints that people will kind of bring up when they talk about why they don't care for musicals they'll just say like you know when people just break out in a song for no reason it just takes me out of it but yeah the the element of this movie of the stage and it being in roxy's head and showing the stage she's so delusional that she's imagining these cabaret performances Mm. because she's always thinking about her act and her gig and she's just like this is how i can this is how I can live with this and, fact and that the, kill this man. The editing is so well done of showing her, you know, in her in her cell block mm-hmm. with the faucet dripping and all, and cutting and it goes back into cell block tango. Oh, so good. Yes, because in the original show, you don't you don't get that context. Yeah, yeah. You just hear mm-hmm. the uh, and. And how sad do I get for like the the like yeah. the Russian lady who She's didn't do the it, the Hungarian ballerina, uh, the only yeah. innocent yeah. one in the movie. Uh, I mean, also, her and Amos are the only two good people. Also, I mean, guilty. that's what's really clever about the satire about it uh-huh. of that the movie yeah. knows that these women are kind of rotted. Yeah, that of yeah. that there's this poor woman that is in prison with Roxy in the cell block number that. She didn't do it. And she's the only one mm-hmm. that we actually see with get. The she's the only one that dies. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, she man. She dies and she has the white cloth. The white cloth. Everyone else has the red has one. The red. And the kind of oh, quote, so Naomi Smalls, life's not fair. Life's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? It's the honey egg. She lost her last appeal. So, what's that mean? Well, that means that. Next week, she's gonna. This is Mary Sunshine coming to you from the Cook County Jail, where history will be made today. Catalin Helensky will become the first woman in the state of Illinois to be executed. Life's not fair. But, you know, Velma and Roxy, both of them actually murdered people and get off. In the end, they get out, you know, and that's not the point of the movie, but, you know. and But it was the point of the original um, story that it's based off of with that lady that did the interviews Mm -hmm. is that it was sensationalized that, oh, these little jazz gals could never hurt a fella. Yeah. Oh, there was something going on. Why don't you come up and fuck me in the ass sometime? <laughs> like, ah. We got away with murder. Oh. And, you know, the way they kind of depict Roxy and then afterwards, what they, they do this thing where at the beginning they kind of show Roxy, you know, it's this crime of passion and mm-hmm. she shoots Fred Casely. And then later on we see Kitty and she shoots these these girls and these women and her husband and then that other woman on the steps of the courthouse at the end of they're the movie they're all just kind of outdoing each other all, everybody's yeah. just yeah. one-upping each other but when Roxy kills Fred Casely you're just like oh shit damn girl oh. like he would like okay yeah he shoved her but damn girl he just all he did was say he was gonna get you like 
a gig he at a gave club. Me a good dick, obviously, yeah. and he was going to talk to a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. Yeah, it's like shit. And the other thing too that I that I think about a lot is you know with these old movies or things that are set in like the twenties or the thirties all the way through like the fifties, is that the idea of becoming famous with a nightclub act Mm -hmm. yeah like that was just kind of the state of entertainment movies were movies were that new yeah yeah that's what roxy wanted she wanted to have that cabaret act Mm -hmm. and she would write it in her clearly of the era 1970s journal right (laughs) with the lock on it yeah 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 um i think you know but it's just that thing of like now you know how do people want to people who are obsessed with fame how did they want to get famous at that time if this movie was remade into modern times it would probably be a tiktok sensation absolutely and roxy hart would want to be on tiktok yeah and fred casely's just like oh i know a guy he's got a hundred thousand followers yeah and he can got that and he can get you all these followers and then she takes she streams her way through jail i'm in jail yeah i'm pregnant oh i got all these followers now sneaking in cell phones into jails to get like prisoners doing like like on TikTok and stuff, it's like a thing. Crazy it's, oh, yeah. thing. Like, I've seen I've seen some like questionable NSFW Twitter, and I'm like, you are in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. You are in a jail sure. cell. How are we? <laughs> but does it on? make it? It doesn't make it any less hot. Oh no, absolutely so, not. Oh. Yeah, even even more so. <laughs> I mean, do you know who's? I mean, the type of people that are having a big moment now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's the Anna Delvies and Elizabeth oh, yeah. Holmes the, of that. It's yeah. just sort of being a con artist. Con artist, yeah. And then you Shysters, get like, and then swindler, you get Tinder like, swindlers. and then you get like yeah. your multi-episode streaming deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Your, yeah, your like, literally, if Roxy Hart was alive today, she would be making bank. Yeah, either yeah. on either on social media or with a limited series with you know yeah. some ingenue like fi- you know fighting it out to get to play her mm-hmm. like on mm-hmm. on like on the, on a Roku limited series. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yes, Roku does actually have original content. <laughs> I mean, are we surprised with capitalism? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's such an interesting thought. Of, and I, t- I absolutely thought what you said, Pickens. I was like, yeah, this would, she would be trying to be a TikTok star. She would be trying to like get followers yeah. and like who's got the most followers, who's, you know, who's paying attention to who. And yeah, all that thing of it happens to Velma when Roxy gets there. It happens to Roxy when Kitty gets there. Mm-hmm. Everybody, there's always somebody better. Newer, it's the showgirls mentality. There's always someone younger and hungrier. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, yeah. Just hungry for that crown. Yeah, yeah. Hungry for that crown will push you down a flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. They did do sort of a Chicago. I mean, they did a Fosse drag race episode. So I guess that's sort of like their Uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Challenge. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed, they did. I still am under the impression, speaking of Fosse, that Cabaret should have won Best Picture over The Godfather. Mm. And I wish it did so we would never have to talk about The Godfather <laughs> ever again. But, you know. Controversial. You know, I've never seen The Godfather, so I'm with you. You don't like The Godfather? <laughs> I, okay. You don't, like, you don't like James Caan and that, like, <laughs> that, that big fat dick? <laughs> the Godfather is fine, but... There's a reason why Cabaret is the most is the picture that won the most Oscars without winning Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a better movie. Sure, sure. 
You know, and it didn't take three hours. <laughs> That's the other thing too about this movie. It's like I know, like awards don't really have you know merit yeah yeah or speak to the legacy of this movie you know all you have to do is sit down and watch it and you're like fuck man renee is killing it so good killing so it. good but Catherine data jones uh, so good but had renee won best actress like what a legacy well like, i mean what, it like, would be an interesting what? legacy because i feel like nicole probably right, wouldn't have right. an oscar yeah, also yeah, yeah. Uh, Cold Mountain in the can by the time the yes. 2003 award season was happening. So that bitch would probably have two back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I think that her winning Judy's role in Judy mm-hmm. was kind of like a, you should have won for Chicago, but right. we couldn't do a back-to-back kind of thing. So like, just here you go. I mean, not you to say. mention being MIA from the industry for almost a decade Yeah, at that point yeah. when she won for Judy. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Renee Zellweger has two Oscars. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Renee at this time was red hot. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, yeah. she was she was the she was the bitch. Yeah, she was yeah. like, I mean, big sleeper movies like Bridget Jones, mm-hmm. Chicago, yeah. and, and also an American playing a British person yeah. and getting nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, because they even British people are like, yeah, you got it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Take that, Gwyneth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although I like, I, I like Gwyneth. We love sliding doors. I like, I like <laughs> Gwyneth sliding doors. British accent, though. Yeah. And it, and as I think we said earlier, um, first movie musical in like almost sixty years to Oliver. win Best Picture. Yeah. Oliver, Oliver did it in sixty eight, and yeah. I feel like Oliver's not really a liked movie. Too. No, no one. Yeah. <laughs> no one really likes Oliver, but it ended up with Best Picture just because of the. All of the old Academy members that were into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this it, was the edgy, sexy new music. Well, it's yeah. kind of interesting when you look at Rob Marshall's career post this movie that he did Memoirs of a Geisha. Okay. And Memoirs yeah, of a Geisha, too. Like Memoirs that. of a Geisha, too, that we don't really talk about it, but it ended up winning like four Oscars. It did, but mm-hmm. it, was also, it was problematic. There, I mean, yeah. problematic even for the time that it came out. That yeah. the yeah. whole casting issue was. And then discussed. he did nine. Nine. Yes. Horrible, not good musical, but Fergie's Be Italian. <laughs> we were just Iconic. we were just talking about if nine is worth revisiting, and I think that I would like to watch it just for just for just for Fergie's scene it's, alone. It's worth it for that Fergie scene alone. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of Hollywood actresses that probably had no business being in a musical number, uh, Kate Hudson. Uh yeah. Oh wait, Scott. Kate Hudson's releasing an album. Like, wait, what? Yeah, she just like made this big announcement that she's like she's got a band. She's releasing an album. I wonder what kind of music like, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. on board for. That. I don't know where I saw it, like on um, Kelly Clarkson or something. Okay, I have to look it up. Yeah. So so get so get ready, everybody. You're welcome. But yeah, I feel like Kate <laughs> Hudson's uh, uh, cinema Italiano number is sort yeah. of the classic when you think about um. A movie star that thinks that she can sing and dance. Right. Is that. Well, and also kind of speaking of Moulin Rouge kind of showing, like, the industry that a a musical could work again, the next year we get Down With Love with Ewan and Renee. Yeah. And, I mean, Down With Love, not exactly, you know, as beloved as, like, Chicago or Moulin Rouge, but a fun rewatch. Can I tell you guys how I knew I was gay because of Chicago? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This one time, 
kind of like a few years ago. Okay, I was on a mega poppers high. I mean, and I reenacted and sang the entire cell block tango by this man was inside of me. (laughs) Who hasn't been there? Exactly. If you do so, warning kids: if you do enough poppers or VHS cleaner, um, you will sing the entirety and do every single roll of the cell block tango, which is a six-minute song. So. Is, yeah, and with a complete section in in Hungarian. Mm-hmm. And you know, both both boyfriends that I've done this to have stayed dating me. So you know, like there you go. Yeah, like after this happened, they continued dating me until, like, <laughs> you know, relationship either ended or now it's still currently happening. And <laughs> my current boyfriend, this has happened to him, and he is still like, I will still date this person, <laughs> even though he's saying the entirety of the cell block tango to me while I'm on. I, so, I mean, I love it. I'd call it a win. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, I say, who hasn't been there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. <laughs> and how how do you how do you resist the urge to just dance? Sure. <laughs> so that's why you like kind of grind a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you just kind of glide in oh, wherever man. it is. I really, really, it, it happens. Really stressing the word he had coming. Uh, and this is why this podcast is listed as explicit on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Yes, because I'm a guest. So, Pickens, what are your feelings about Into the Woods? Because I know that I like Into the Woods, but I know that it's one of those musicals that theater gays tend to not like it. So, there exists a pro shot of the original cast, um, which you can purchase. We own it. We own it. We watch it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it premiered on PBS, um, all that. It's incredible. Yeah. I love Into the Woods. It's one of my favorite musicals because it combines childhood fairy tales with like adult lessons. Mm-hmm. Children must listen, you know, and as the last minute, it's so good. <laughs> I knew a movie adaptation was coming because yeah. like I've known 10 years from since the movie was released. And also same with Wicked. I knew from 10 years ago, movie was in development. When Disney was like, oh, we're going to do Into the Woods. I was very nervous because this is not a Disney story. It yeah. is the Grimm's fairy tale version with, like, the eyes being pecked out and, like, the sexual rape and, like, mm-hmm. everything. It's, like, intense. Um, so I was a little worried that Disney was going to clean it up too much. Thankfully, they did not. But they ruined the second act, and it just, eh, the movie's fine. I thought the casting was really good. Meryl Streep did a great job. Yeah. Anna Kendrick was, well, it's just nice. She's not good. She's not bad. She's just nice. You know, um, it was fine. It was not as bad as it could have been. Sure. Okay. Yeah. My uh, my mother, who's not a theater aficionado. But she likes movies like Chicago, but though. she likes movies yep. like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Her Her biggest takeaway from Into the Woods was... You know that Cinderella was a brunette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up with that? I'm like, all right, mom. <laughs> and that's also the problem of Disney doing it is that everyone was expecting mm-hmm. Disney characters. Disney versions, when yeah. I was like, no, it's Grimm's 
fairybook yeah. characters, yeah. and it's like we had we had once upon a time on ABC for that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> they right. did, they did that nonsense there. Um, Meryl is great. Uh, we do have uh, on uh, on Amazon. We do have the. Uh, tapes stage production that you're speaking Bernadette of. Bernadette Peters, so good. Bernadette Peters. Bernadette it's Peters is incredible. So much and fun. She is better than Meryl Streep. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. I'm sorry, Meryl, but no. it's true. She, she, she is. is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bernadette would be really good as, like, Velma Kelly. I wonder if that's ever happened. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, mm. but um, yeah, the Into the Woods movie—it's it's interesting. Some of the choices that they made, like you said, the second act is a little weird. But um, yeah, I think Meryl's my favorite part about it. Maybe um, you know who my least favorite part about it is? James Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> yes, yes. Like every day, I wake up in panic that they're about to announce him for the Wicked movie. Oh, every God. day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I would like to hope that Universal looked at that. Pos- looked at that petition <laughs> i hope so they, i mean they took he's notes ending his show he has time oh, no. I, I, don't I mean know. he yeah. just quit his talk show so he's available yeah yeah, yeah he's available <laughs> i just hope that he's not available for any production ever <laughs> but you know he'll just retire and go live in like palm springs or something i mean you he know could. he could he should He's done. I mean, if we're discussing movie musicals, yeah. another huge musical that came out two years after this but mm-hmm. probably got greenlit because Chicago won Best Picture, mm-hmm. it's Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> oh, And Phantom mm-hmm. was one of those mm-hmm. movies that had mm-hmm. been in development probably since the 80s. I, I, I no. do think okay. Gerard... I'm just going to tell your listeners this. Yes. If you want to know my grievances with A, Rent and also Phantom of the Opera... Mm-hmm. Google Lindsay Ellis and watch right. her yeah. takedowns on those two movies, and that's my opinion on okay. those two movies. Okay, okay. We have seen the Phantom sequel on stage. <gasps> Loved it. I'm Love so jealous dies. because it's mm-hmm. so bad. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Jared, uh, Jared Butler. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Jared Butler. Oh, oh the, the camp. Oof. Oof. It is high. Was Hugh Jackman just not available? Uh, yeah, apparently. Was he was he making like an X Men movie or so something? Let's... There were so many people that could have been the Phantom. Well, that did no. not need to be Jared Butler. Oh, no. So or you... Emmy Rossin. Yeah, yeah. It started her career, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. Him, I'm it's, still, you know what, you're right. About. I give it. Yeah, to her, I still, I still have kind of. Jared a, Butler. I still have kind of a soft spot for the Joel. I mean, it's because of the. Joel Schumacher like of it all spectacle. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of have a soft spot for it. Yeah, it's the most bland thing he's ever done because there was a lot of Dutch angles and those sets mm. were like two feet wide yeah, and yeah. oh my god, it, it, oh my god. So and you just mentioned the product placement of the Sarovsky crystal <laughs> and just oh, you mentioned Pickens that the Phantom movie had been in development for a very long I time. Yep. You mentioned, sorry, mm-hmm. Scott, you yep. mentioned it. Uh, Chicago was in development, yep. probably turnaround for years. Can we talk about people yes. like Goldie Hawn and Madonna? Madonna yep. being talked about. How long was this movie mm-hmm. in development turnaround? It was it was several years for yeah. sure. I am glad. This is one of the examples that it's good that it did stay in development hell mm-hmm. because as much as I love Madonna, I think, you know, like like a prayer is one of the greatest songs ever written. 
I'm glad she was not in it. Yeah. And same with Goldie. I, I think this is one of the most perfectly cast movies ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I could see, I could see early Madonna as Roxy Hart. I don't know. You don't I think don't so? No. I mean, I, I, just, I mean, she yeah. pretty much like breathless Mahoney. I could, but like, I could because you're right. I do think that these roles are very easy to sing. Okay. So you do yeah. not necessarily, because for example, that's why I love to sing these songs. Because I'm not a good singer, but I can sing, I can <laughs> yeah, perform them yeah. enough to get away with it. Yeah. So I think no one could do a bad job, but I think the cast we got was so perfect. Right. I don't want to imagine another cast. So if Goldie, if Goldie was Roxy, who would have been like a Velma, like against Goldie? Who do you think would have done Scorny Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eighty okay. Sigourney Weaver for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it just, would have been Billy Flint. Um, I still think Richard Gere. Richard could have yeah, worked. Richard Gere, even I mean, at that time, would have worked. Yeah, I was going to say Kurt yeah. Russell. Um, I mean, give give me give me a, a Death Becomes a Reunion and just have it be Marilyn Goldie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and all, wait, wait, Howard Marilyn in a little, just, a little black bob. <laughs> Bruce Willis as Billy Flynn. I mean, sure. come on, it cast. I mean, you oh. could just self. I actually feel like Bruce Willis may have been Billy Flynn. At he, some yeah, point. that could. I, I mean, I, don't just, put it past. Just yeah. put like Isabella Rossellini. I mean, she could be uh, Mary Sunshine <laughs> or Mama Morton. <laughs> oh my god. Well, if it's at this time period, if it's like the late 80s, early 90s, and you got to get Bet as Mama Morton. Bet oh, M- sure. Bet Midler. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to see Liza in, as Belma Kelly. That would have been amazing. Whoopi would, also, um, I mean, Whoopi would also be a really good Mama Morton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would, Liza would be perfect. I, if, if there is an afterlife, I just want to, I just want to plug in every actor I could think of into each role of Chicago and watch it every single um, time I guess with that, that combination. Yeah, I guess yeah. that Charlize was on the short list and she was very high up before they got Renee. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was reading yeah. that today. Mm-hmm. Have we yeah. ever seen Charlize Theron sing in anything? I mean, she almost got Showgirls. So I, no I, I mean, Showgirls. But I think the, she's a series of all notes. Okay. But I think the thing with Showgirls was the dancing. Yeah, that that's yeah. why they didn't uh, go with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've have you guys done Showgirls yeah. yet? Of course, we did have. it with Dan Renzi from the Real World Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, just, it's wild. that movie is so iconic. <laughs> we just did our Showgirls rewatch. Um, well, I I, I want to also say that Paul Verhoeven said in an interview that when. Charlize auditioned with them. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I think she's great. And then I really don't know why we didn't go with her. Huh. So it's a, like, there could be a Again, weird alternate universe so where Charlize was no me. With Renee. Yep. No, yeah. R- Renee's really, really works with this with this character. But like you said, I think you're right about the songs being a little, not easy to sing, but just a little bit more not as vocally challenging. It's not, because it, I actually saw a hot take TikTok recently where they said recent musicals one of the biggest problems is that the songs have gotten really hard to see mm-hmm. like you can't do mm-hmm. it every night yeah i could do five days a week doing chicago yeah, like yeah. it's not that strenuous on my voice mm-hmm. and i could fake it yeah yeah um hot take my favorite renee song in this movie uh is not the roxy Hart song i think it's nowadays I think yes. that I think it's yes. like it's a really nice moment of yes. that performance. Wait, is that the one where she sings about her husband? 
No. And what a dummy he is. It's no. the it's oh, the okay. one where she like where one. she's uh where she's it's, found innocent like, and then they turn it into her song with Velma at the very end. I mean yeah. and what a great line of I think that the exchange is I really can't stand you and Velma Kelly was like, Well, this is showbiz. The one industry where it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean a very <laughs> like telling line yeah, like, for I, just I, I showbiz. Hate your guts. Well, there's one industry where it does that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. think about great movie pairings like Outrageous Fortune, <laughs> Bet and Shelley couldn't stand each other, yeah. but the chemistry works on screen, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, um, what was the movie? Um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Yeah. Yeah. It was advertised yeah. on that whole thing. Yeah, These yeah. two women hate each other. Come yeah. watch them fight for real. And oh. you know, that scene, though, when Catherine Zeta-Jones is just like... For, I mean, she... You see a little bit of it, you know, when she does her big song and she's trying to trying to get, uh, you know, Roxy to work with her. But then in that oh. scene at the very end and, you know, she kind of drops her stuff and she her stockings are ripped. Oh, yeah, her ripped stockings. Yeah. She's been struggling. And she's just oh. like, come on, dude. Like, it's a couple hundred bucks a week. They like, both need each other. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just do this. We know I know that this could work. And I'm going to just say, like, I hate your guts, too. But yeah, but together, you know, we can make this fucking work, and it's just and they it's did played so well, they like the did. two of them and Catherine especially, like just her her face, like her facial expressions are just like her desperation. Yeah, is and you so see that she's just like, on her face. Yeah, she's just like eat, swallowing her pride. I hate this bitch, but you know what? I'll do it to get. The, I have. I need money. her. Yeah. I need her. Yeah, I remember. So I remember kind of uh, speech and drama nerds when i was in high school would talk about the last moment of this movie of when they're both on stage and you see their big number they're uh they're kind of the the big kind of reprise of Mm -hmm. all that jazz Mm -hmm. and they're both dancing next to each other and i want to say that they were giving renee shit of when you see them dancing next to each other like not as good i mean i revisit this movie now and i think she's kind of like i think she's turning it out yeah, I think are. they I mean, work really well are. together. They're I, both just having yeah. fun, and they're like, "We got away with murder." LOL. We're just <laughs> goofy with the big, like with the big plastic, like the Tommy big, guns, the big white coats, and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and shooting the Roxy and yeah. Velma yeah. silhouette into the lights. Oh. That, yeah, that number is so well directed. Just the way the camera moves past them as they're dancing across the stage, it's just like, uh, this is like such a fucking movie moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not it's a homosexual so by the end of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Um, this movie does have a couple of other little baby stunt castings in it. It had Cheetah Rivera. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cheetah there. Rivera, who I th- – did she originate Ro- uh, Velma? Velma? Uh, oh, God. I was about to say Roxy, but now I'm second-guessing myself. It's either one of them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, – Speaking of Moulin Rouge, we got Maya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always forget her about her moment of cell block yeah, tango because it's yeah. sort of it's sort of stuck in at the very end. Oh, the the announcer for the for uh Chai Diggs. Tay Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. yeah. Love Tay Diggs. Yeah, from, yeah. 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 Um, the yeah. the girls in Cell Block Tango, like you can tell, these are clearly these are dancers. They've got like mm-hmm. these slamming oh, dancer bodies. Completely. They're like killing every move, but they're little acting moments. Yeah, when they're just like really playing, well done playing cards or like what the the real world acting moments yeah. where they're describing their shit. They're all, they're all really turning it. If you 
pop-that-gum one more time. time. Oh, my God. I think Maya's the only one that, that – because they go from the theatrical – staging version of like speaking the lines to then when they're like playing cards and then they kind of cut to a little bit more real oh, yeah, the real life yeah sequence is what broxy's actually experiencing mm-hmm. but like you're yeah i think maya maya's yeah. the only one that doesn't really differentiate between the two she still keeps it kind of theatrical even in the mm-hmm. real world version but the rest of them are really killing it and like it's so fun it's such a great scene. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. And it's also female empowerment. Yes. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> see how they come in. It's, uh. it's fun to see in a bar with the with the gays in Palm Springs. It's fun yeah. to see with the crowd. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's it always is the crowd. Yeah. I do, I do love Maya's uh, her little bit where she talks about her husband cheating on her with all the women and Irving. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a couple of other little, you know, I think those are the only other stunt casted um, characters, but we talked about Lucy Liu mm-hmm. as mm. as Kitty. Um, such a really brief, um, brief moment, memorable, but memorable. Yep. And she actually, like I said, how these women are just kind of like going off, like shooting all these people. She's one that when she does it, you kind of really Lucy's giving some acting of just like, oh, she's holy shit, it. what am I doing? She's mm-hmm. giving it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, she, she kicks that one paparazzi guy in the like the nut. Yeah, She's just like fuck yeah, gotta have God. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. Um, fucking Chicago, man. Chicago yeah. is just incredible. This movie's it's, great. If you haven't seen it at this point, like I think we've spoiled everything. Oh, but yeah. go watch it. It just it's a it's a concise musical. Mm-hmm. The movie's only two hours. They play all the best songs. And you'll be humming them and singing them from for the rest of your life. I think that people take it for granted what a solid movie as a whole it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like whenever you see kind of listicles of the best or worst Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. and sometimes Chicago ends up on the worst, I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Oliver is worse than <laughs> Like, put Oliver on this yeah. list. So Give Chicago know- the best. Before we started watching it the other day, I was like, oh, and this will be nice because it's such a short movie. Like, you know, we'll get through it really quick. And Scott said, it's, it's, un- two, it's two hours. Almost two hours. It's two like, hours it's, long. But it, it doesn't. It does fly by, It does fly by because it's such a well-paced yeah. movie. As many mm-hmm. times as I had seen it, I was like, I will be damned. This movie is too, it feels so short. Just because it, just it like, feels like an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully thought. I fully was convinced in my brain it was ninety minutes, just because yeah. how quick, how mm-hmm. tight, it's tightly edited. It's just it just keeps moving the songs, and you don't get. I mean, at least I, you know, I didn't feel like oh another song. You were just like great, great, give it to me, give me another because, one. Because again, they <laughs> cut the really slow songs that drag the show down. Okay, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, was it? Oh no, it was Cabaret that Emma Stone did. Yeah. I was like, was it Emma Stone? Cabaret did this? Was, on- it was that was Cabaret. Cabaret, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cabaret. Yeah. Another Fosse musical and mm-hmm. very similar stylistically wise. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh Fosse Verdon was originally aired on FX, but that I think now is on Hulu, so we can Yes, so watch Fosse Verdon. Watch it. It's mm-hmm. more about the creation of Cabaret right, and everything, right. but they do mention Chicago mm-hmm. and they talk about uh, Gwen Verdon's like controversial casting is playing Broxy Hart because they're like <laughs> she's forty, she could she can't play this role, uh, this little youngster that shoots a husband. And you're like, 
Yeah, she did. <laughs> and um, we did a rewatch of all that jazz with uh, from the seventies, and it's mm-hmm. really good. It, it's it's a great song. It's just so much fun to sing. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to karaoke, do all that jazz. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was talking about the like the Bob Fosse movie. Musical the Roy Scheider movie, or like all that the movie All That Jazz. About, oh, the movie yeah. All That Jazz. Yeah. Yes, that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, oh. but I do remember though. Uh, for quite a few years after, after Chicago was released, that like in you know gay bar karaoke, just like Mr. Cellophane was a huge one. The guys would just sing Mama Morton. We song. have not talked about um, <laughs> John C. Riley. Yes, kind of oh wild. Yeah, kind of wild that it's his own Academy. Award nomination, and he gooped Richard Gere. Yeah. Did yeah. Richard Gere not get nominated no. for this? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. No. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Because he's like one of the only good characters yeah. yes. in the entire show. <laughs> like Him and the just, Hungarian ballerina. Yeah. Yep. Innocent, innocent victim. And just, oh, that song, don't even give a shit. Yeah. Uh, with such a... Filmography. This is John C. Riley's only. Yeah, isn't that wild? That is insane. Mm-hmm. He's in, it's in so much like prestige movies. Wow, but yeah, great role, great performance, and it's it's one of those songs that's just like as like a baby gay. You're just like, oh, I could sing this. I know all the words. I get it. Yes, and kind of a, a character in a moment that, that could be throwaway too. Yeah, because we mm-hmm. all feel that at some point. Oh There's yeah, like, totally. we're not seen. Yep. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, you definitely feel the lyrics. Could be, could be a it throwaway, could be a throwaway scene, like mm-hmm. character and number of the movie, but it's not though. Yeah, yeah. As gays, we want to live in the razzle dazzle world, <laughs> but we are stuck in the Mister Cellophane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Mister mm-hmm. Cellophane IRL. Yeah. Oh IRL. man. I mean, Rob Marshall. Uh, I mean, uh, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> is going to be coming out Two in tw- years in Memorial Day weekend of 2023. That is Aquafina is to- scuttle that and beer sighting. That is going to you be know? on the shelf for almost a year and a half from when they shot it. Yeah, wild. I'm excited. That is my favorite Disney movie ever. And there's photo evidence of me wearing like sweatpants, but be putting my legs through one pant <laughs> to have a mermaid tail. Love it. My parents were shocked I was gay. Oh my goodness! How? <laughs> my, uh, you tell me, girl. I don't know. My parents were shocked I was gay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> who didn't? I love it. Oh my god! Do we have any last thoughts about Chicago? Well, really looking forward to, to Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely rewatch this movie if you haven't seen it. It's on HBO Max years. right now. It's on HBO Max. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So easy watch. Like we said, it flies by. It's it's great. If you're not a fan of musicals, mm-hmm. maybe give this a try mm-hmm. because, again, all the musical numbers take place in the main character's head. Yeah. So there's there's not that suspension of dis- disbelief that you necessarily need. Yeah. But good intro to musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And Catherine Zeta-Jones fucking Catherine it. Zeta-Jones's legs alone. Oh. You know what's going to be coming up probably this fall? Uh She's going to be more Morticia Adams. Oh yeah, and she's going to be Morticia oh, Adams yeah. with with Louise Guzman yeah. as as uh, Gomez. as Gomez. Yeah, how much fun yeah. is that going to be? Yeah, and little uh, Jenny, Jenny Ortega, Jenny Ortega's Wednesday from, from Scream. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, oh, so Scream excited. Five. Yeah, 
Yeah, so definitely give it a rewatch. Scott, mm-hmm. do you, you got any yeah. final thoughts on, on Chicago before we uh, wrap it up? I think we covered it. I think we covered yeah. it. Wow. This has been so Thank much so fun. Much. So much fun, y'all. We'll oh have gosh. to have you back on for our October lineup to do Slumber Party Massacre. We'll make that happen. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. I bought the remake on VHS. So, like, I am... Slumber party, slumber party massacre prepared. Love it, love it. All yeah. right, man. Well, until then, we we uh, can't wait to to do that. Until then, we will bid you adieu. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Alrighty, bye, buddy. All right, bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Chicago. Love it. Go watch it on the Max. Mm-hmm. It's there for you, for your nerves. Catherine Zeta-Jones killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, What uh, do we have anything fun coming up? We've got some um, an extra newsletter that we're going to be we writing. We have the extra newsletter. I want to do another commentary soon for mm-hmm. the Patreon. Mm-hmm. We have, we've been getting to some bangers on the podcast. I mean... On the commentaries? Uh, I mean, on the podcast just oh, in general. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, last yeah. week we did Anti-Mame Chicago. Mm-hmm. Our movie next week is really good. Ooh. That I think listeners are going to really enjoy. Another movie that I've been waiting for since we pretty much began the podcast to do this movie coming up. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, stick around, everybody, and um, you'll get a sneak peek on the Instagram of what yeah. this week's movie is going to be. But um, I think it's about that time right Patreon now. Patreon shout outs. Patreon shout outs. <laughs> like to say hello to all of our wonderful patrons, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Leighton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul. Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thanks so much. It means a lot. Yes, indeed. Head over to patreon.com slash moves that made us gay. You'll get the newsletter, mm-hmm. fun, get photographs. You'll postcards. Get po- I, have, I need to do the new postcards, we'll too. It's been a while. Out. We'll do some new um, ones. Yes, indeed. And uh, you can see all the different levels uh, that you can donate. If you just want to do it for one month, you can drop 10 bucks for 30 days. You'll be able to get access to all of our commentaries, over 20 commentary mm-hmm. tracks for new movies that are essentially bonus episodes. You can sync them up with the movie and watch it with us, or you can just listen to the com- commentary track on its own. It's another episode of the podcast. Tons of fun. But, um, yeah, do it for one month, then cancel mm-hmm. it. Love that donation. It all goes directly back into the podcast. Keep us up and running with equipment. Yeah. And uh, and on the air for all of you. So head over to patreon.com slash moves that made us gay for that. We'd also love it if you would. Give us five stars. Give us five yeah. stars. Write us a nice review and we'll read it on air. Yes, indeed. Head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and uh, you can give us a five star rating. And those ratings really, really help us mm-hmm. as do the reviews. So we'd love to read that. Well, maybe we'll post it on the socials. Speaking of the socials, you can follow us on all that stuff. We are on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. So go over and give us a follow if you'd like. You can also follow uh, our personal accounts. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. I'm uh, uh, Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. I post to it almost every day. Yes, indeed. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This was another fun one. Until next week, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.